Well, hello there, everyone. This is episode 39 of Sparkle and Destroy podcast. I am your hostess, Haley Crusher Kane, coming to you from my Airbnb in San Luis Obispo, California, uh, in my backyard. And I have told you guys in the past that the Airbnb has been empty and thus has become my podcast and songwriting and Zoom studio. Um, but I have to say, this is a huge sign of the times here at Kane Compound that uh, some guests just booked. Um, and it is the, almost the first week of June, and it's been about three months since we've had any bookings, and suddenly people are coming into town. So things are changing, things are evolving in our world, but like all of you, I am still absolutely in my emotions, struggling through uh, processing my feelings about the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I am doing my very, very best to have you know, the self-care that I need to have right now, going to the beach a lot, um, obviously staying distant from other people, writing a bunch of songs, um, journaling. I mean, I feel, (laughs) I feel like I am like in a Hallmark movie, you know, it's like how Stella got her groove back, but I'm just, it's just me walking on the beach, pausing to journal, write some song lyrics. But I mean, really we all are suffering with this, immediate and complete lack of the things that normally distract us from ourselves. Yay. (laughs) And uh, that doesn't sound that dramatic or bad. And I guess it's not that bad, especially when you consider many people are way worse off. You know, they're in the thick of it, either as medical workers or people that are dealing with this illness and dying from this illness or have family members taken from them. That is obviously the worst case scenario. But for the rest of us out there that are sort of holed up with our minds, with our brains and our hopes and our fears and our desires and very little distraction in terms of going out into the quote unquote real world, I mean, that is a real interesting place to be. Now, really quick, I just want to let you guys know that my new EP, my new seven inch, it's called Jackaranda, Haley and the Crushers Jackaranda is coming out June 2nd and it is available for pre-order right now via Circuit Circus, Surf and Kai Records in Italy and Rita Records in North America. All the links are going to be in the show notes and at HaleyandTheCrushers.com. Okay, enough of that. So today, you guys, I am talking with bassist slash vocalist Lynn Lay of the SoCal band Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Um, She is super passionate and she's super personable. And I got to say, I love that combination. I feel like you could totally grab a beer with her, but if some creepy guy came up to you, she would just completely shut it down and like, you know, maybe publicly humiliate him or something. Um, Her sense of justice is really high. And I think that fuels a lot of her songwriting, especially. Today, we're actually going to play uh, the second single off of Bad Cop, Bad Cop's new forthcoming album coming out June 19th called The Ride on Fat Records. We're going to be playing that second single and it is called The Pursuit of Liberty and it is written by Lynn and it deals with some very important and very um, of the moment issues in our country right now um, for immigrants and refugees that are trying to come here to create a better life. So 
Stick around throughout the end. Um, I'm actually going to play the first single off of the ride as well called Simple Girl. And I may treat you guys to a silly little Ramones cover that Dr. Kane and I did. Um, We actually recorded a music video for it and we made our own green screen and basically turned our backyard into a, a Gidget style set where we are surfing through waves of macaroni and cheese and other substances. So if you want to stick around till the end, there'll be a some more fun stuff for you guys, but I wanted to get straight into this conversation with Lynn. So here it is. Um, so first yeah. of all, congrats on the ride. I've been listening to it all day. The album is mm. killer. It's fucking awesome. You. you guys should be so proud of it. Uh, it sounds amazing. Yep. Um, so I'm excited. I got to hear it kind of as a first listen. That's super exciting as a fan. So appreciate it. And then obviously today we're talking a little bit first about the pursuit of Liberty because that's coming out soon. Um, I just find it interesting that, um, some of your press materials talk about how this album's a little less angry, less political almost, but that Mm -hmm. song in particular, I believe is an outlier. Um, I, Less I, doesn't mean completely out. Right. Of course it is, you guys. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that and your family history and just kind of sure. where that was coming from in your gut when you were coming up with this song. Well, um, it's funny. Uh, like, actually, the, the two songs that I actually wrote on the album are actually both about refugees. <laughs> oh, so you, wrote, you also wrote... Um, Certain Kind of Monster? Yes. Okay. Which is like two, they're both in like two different perspectives. One of them being in the perspective of like, actually a certain kind of monster was a direct response to watching a video I had seen on Sean King's Instagram. Like I'm, I, I, I like Sean King, but I, I like him like at arm's length because sometimes it, uh, it, it gets too much, but that's, a, that's besides the point. It was a video clip of a family that was being raided by ice. Wow. Like on camera. And it's, it, 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 I, there are no words I can really explain of how I feel, uh, you know, how that makes me feel, how angry it makes me feel, um, and how sad it makes me feel for them. Um, and so, um, noticing that like the refugee crisis coming from people that are coming up from, uh, from Central America, from South America, that are trying to flee their countries uh, because they're put in a, a position where they have to, they have no other choice. Right. Um, if you don't know what that's like, then you should you should be more compassionate to their situation. Um, and I don't understand why it's so. I'm sorry. I'm actually getting emotional about it. That's, that's, <laughs> um, you should be. I mean, you can feel the emotion it, in the song for sure. Well, it's um, you know, and it's one of those things. Like I, I think I would actually talk about it regardless if my family had their own story or not. You know. Uh, I think that this kind of topic is still p- swept under the rug, like the uh, um, the intensity of the situation. Right. Um, so, uh, but, you know, with my family's firsthand experience, that brought in like a whole different wave of, um, of <laughs> emotions, yeah. I guess you could say, you know, yeah. um, of anger, of um, what can we do to help? Okay, so like you can only get so angry about things, right? Before right. it becomes completely unproductive. So why not write something about it? Right. Um, you know, I play in a band. This is the platform that I've been gifted with. Right. So 
I'm going to write about it. And I, you know, I, there's, I'm in a position where it's not a lot of people are in this position. Right. Especially in the punk rock community. Right. Um, which is not, you know, what it is, what it is, whatever. Um, but to see it from that, that perspective, you know, I, I give the example in pursuit of Liberty of my family because it is the same situation. You are fleeing a situation where you either stay and you, you're done. You're, you're fucking, you die. You die very fast. You risk your family's life and you'd rather risk your family's life for a chance for another chance. Right. Can this be America? The home of the free when for the first time I feel like a refugee. When we sought asylum, we were welcomed in. These days is perceived as a
with my family's situation, they had the same situation where they had to leave. You know, they left. They fled Viet. The fall. You know, Saigon. The fall of Saigon. My mom was pregnant. Wow. My sister was a couple years old. Wow. And my dad. Um, and I, you know, the details of their exit was, you know, it was a pretty intense situation as everybody else that had to go through that situation was, um, you know, not, not understanding the level of intensity of their situation is, it's still like, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. It's just, I can't imagine what they went through and I can't imagine what these people go through just for the chance, just for a chance to, to give themselves a chance. Right. So when my family came over here, they, well, they were, they were sponsored, there were sponsorships. Um, and my family was sponsored by a church, uh, that landed them in Rochester, New York, (laughs) which is where I was born. Oh, okay. Yeah. And by the way, I'm a huge fan of your magazine. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, when when Vanessa told me, I was like, what? (laughs) I know. I love Bust so much. It's so crazy to even write for them. I love it. It's really Thank you so much. Thank you so much for wanting to talk to me about this. Of course, yeah. Um, But uh, so my my family got help. Lots of families during that era got help. So why is it? How is it any different now? Like, what is what is the main reason? I mean, I'm going to speculate. It's fucking racism. Yeah, and politics. I'm put it out there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't long. Like, not only are we turning people away, we're putting them in, in encampments. Right. And that this is one of those real. things where as the news gets weirder and weirder and things get crazier and crazier, <laughs> that goes to the bottom somehow of the news feed. And you're like, wait a second. They're going through this pandemic in a much, much worse situation. Like, could, you know, and they, they did, you know, they left their homes because they had no, they had nothing, no other choice. Right. Which is a a reality. A lot of us cannot even imagine, you know, Mm -hmm. including yourself. It's, it's interesting. You're so close to it as a first generation immigrant, right? You're close to it, but you're, well, I think it's really great. I mean, have you shared it with your family? Have they had any interesting responses to the song? I haven't actually shared it with my family yet because like my, my, uh, whole point of the song and I don't want it to be about my family. I want it to be right. about More situation yeah. that's, you know, um, that my family, I just happen to have a personal connection with. Right. Right. Well, you know? I'm sure they would be, I don't know how, who, I don't know your family shouldn't say, but I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty fierce. The, the, the emotion you're putting into the song and obviously you, you care a lot. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I but, mean, it was like one of the big initiatives that we did last year. We still do it um, with our merch. Awesome. Uh, we have a t-shirt that says abolish ice. Nice. On the front of it. And uh, half the proceeds goes to RISIS, which is the um, advocacy group to help um, asylum seekers um, have representation. Awesome. And, and to transition a little bit and to speak to your point about how so much anger can kind of take you into a place where you're not productive, right. the, the, the vibe of self-love on this album is like you can hear that. It really permeates mm-hmm. a lot of the songs. I wonder, yeah. did it feel different? Does it feel different to perform and record songs that are more based in a sense of like of self-love and love in general as opposed to a sense of more anger? Like, did it, does it feel different? Um, I think so. I do think so because um, it's hard to write 
an angry song <laughs> and come out of it um, and come out of it happy, really, yeah. without any real resolution. Right. You no, know? like the, the, the refugee crisis, there's no there's no solution to it right now, especially now. So you, you know? need both. But you it, need love and you need anger and you need it together. Yeah, somewhere. There, needs to be a, there needs to be a balance, I guess. But I think with the, the and, um, you know, Stacy and Jenny are really good about writing uh, about uh, how much self-love is really, you know, has become such a beneficial asset to helping people get through day to day life, especially what they're going through now, you yeah. know. Um, and it's, and that's another topic that is oftentimes swept under the rug with mental health and everything as well. Um, with me, it's, uh, it's, it's a very, very difficult thing for me to write something personal, um, like at this level, um, in the past, uh, there's the songs that I've written have usually just been about talk, and, and this one similarly to, as well, it's just mainly about a topic that, that I feel I, I, I want to raise awareness with, um, and, and just bring it, bring it to the platform, bring it to attention. So that way people understand what's going on as opposed to just like, oh, it's not my problem. It's like, well, let me tell you how this is your problem too. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so you guys kind of, each, <laughs> you each have a different kind of perspective and, and yeah. the way you guys write songs in the band. Yeah. Um, but this, this album, it definitely, I mean, it's really well produced. I know it was, um, Fat Mike and... Corey produced it with you. Who else? Johnny. 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 Um, like Corey. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I know it ended with a Y. Um, you know that guy in the corner. Um, <laughs> um, what was it like working um, with with Fat Mike in the production studio? And kind of like how was this recording or production or just the way you guys put it together different than a couple um, of years ago for you guys? I... Th- I- well, um, you know, it definitely has its ups and downs. I'm sure with just like anybody else, I, that is the the most that is the most like uh, <laughs> bullshit way of saying anything. <laughs> it, can, it can have its ups and downs. It could be good. It could be bad. Well, you know, it's literally uh, like that with everything. Yeah. But um, with Mike, uh, you know, he he has his he has his shit. You know. Uh, he can be difficult to work with because a lot of times it's just like you get interrupted and you're just like, dude, I know I don't want it this way. And you have to be able to work with him. And he, no matter how many times you can butt heads with him, um, he does genuinely care about not only the production level of the songs that he's producing, but also every aspect about it from the lyrics from the 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 melody if one baseline in one part of it sounds bad he's like no it needs to be something else it could be one vocal wow. uh, note that's slightly off he's like no 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 got to got to do it again so to as frustrating as that can be yeah as it can be oftentimes really repetitive um i do greatly appreciate all of his and Johnny's help with writing this album, it's been tough as hell because it's taken us a year. Um, it's taken, I mean, at least it's taken a lot out of me, um, as a songwriter. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not as well. Um, I'm, I, I'm not much of, uh, I don't write as many songs as, as Jenny or Stacy. It's really difficult for me to put things down in words as well. Um, melodies. I love writing <laughs> melodies all day. 
I love writing melodies <laughs> all day. Um, but when it comes to lyrics and especially being the type of person that doesn't like to write things that are about me. Yeah. Well, this is a huge growth for you. Congrats on that. <laughs> Personally, that's huge. Thank you. Um, how are you guys handling the quarantine? Like, what is your per- personal quarantine routine? Like, where are you la- like at? Are you alone? Are you with people? Are you guys like all zooming with each other? Are you guys still like yeah. potting together and like practicing together? Like, what's going on with you guys? Oh, um, well, so I live in Long Beach, California, um, and I'm here with my fiance and our doggy and our kitty. We have a very you know, decent size, one bedroom apartment. Um, I'm, and I'm one of the lucky people that gets to work from home. My employer, uh, had sent me a laptop to work from home. So I'm very lucky in that aspect, you know, um, Jenny, uh, Jenny lives in Huntington beach, which is about, I don't know. Do you live in Southern California? Um, I'm in San Luis Obispo, but I used to live in Long Beach. So Oh yeah. Fourth and Walnut. Fourth and Walnut. Really? Oh my God. That that's where my coworker lives. Actually. (laughs) I walked when, before this whole shit went down, um, I, uh, I used to walk, I I'm on, uh, Appleton and Alamitos, you know, where uh, Roscoe's is. Yeah, for sure. Right across the street. That's awesome. So I used to, I would walk over to her place and we'd drive to work together. Plus we get like a $50 a month stipend just to carpool. So why not? And you're being to the environment. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so Jenny's in Huntington Beach, and uh, Stacy and Myra both live in uh, San Pedro. Obviously, different houses. Myra's married, has a beautiful home, and Stacy lives with her, with her buddy, AJ. We were in Europe. <laughs> oh, my God. You were in Europe when it all happened? Yeah. Were we you were playing shows? Tour. What was going on? Yeah. And we had to cancel the rest, the rest of the tour starting May 13th and get our asses home. Wow. What a clusterfuck. Yeah. That, was that difficult? Yeah. Um, it was a bit, it was a bit hectic at first, you know, um, but I finally was just like, fuck it. We're, we're getting, I I don't care about contacting the the airlines that we originally booked with. We're just going to spend the money that we don't really have right now. Let's get our asses home. That's the most important. So, um, we were able to do that even having to go through customs for three hours because you had to get checked by the CDC and all that shit. I'll take all that over being stranded. Yeah. Right. So having, uh, yeah, having a new album is just like having a baby. It's having this beautiful new baby and you can't share yeah. it, you know, live. And I know that's hard for a lot of musicians. How are you guys, are you guys even talking right now about ways that you guys might inter like interact with your fans and your audience without obviously putting anyone at danger? Like what? Yeah, there are thoughts and ideas that have come to mind. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say right, right. now, but, cool. um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there are some talks of what we can do when, when we, when we drop this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting though. And it's kind of like yeah. this very, it's very like anticlimactic. Like it's coming, it's, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming. It's and then it's, fuck. We're all watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I totally understand that. That's, that's difficult, but I'm sure people are, are super, huh? What do you play? Guitar. Sick. Yes. I play guitar. What? For what uh, Vanessa said, you played. Yeah, Haley and the Crushers. We're Haley and the Crushers. Yes, Uh, we've been around for a couple years, and um, we played Long Beach probably four or five times now. Oh, Um, but yeah, check us out, Haley and the. Oops. We had a European tour booked that we had to basically cancel. Um, We just Uh. decided to cancel it, but you know, it's one of those things where because everyone's lives are on the line. Yeah, because everyone's lives are on the line, and it's like, yeah, it's such a big deal. It's like I'm not gonna cry about it. Like it sucks, but 
I'm sorry, people's lives are so much more important than like my rock and roll teenage fantasy, whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to lose money either. It. Like, but it's not look, it's I, I, I see this a lot. It's not. And especially with those assholes like I, the, in HB that were protesting. <laughs> yeah, you're near that. I'm like. I'm like, motherfuckers, I want to go to the beach, too. I want to go out and do these things. I want to play shows, but we can't. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, come on. It's not – the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how is that so hard to understand? Like, we're all going through it. Why do – quit – stop saying that, like, it's all about me. I don't care about what anybody else is going through. If you're going to contribute to that kind of mentality, fine. Go outside, but be be my guest and attend yeah. those protests. Then you should revoke your right to receive any sort of treatment if you or any family family members that you come in contact with receive that that disease. Like you for you, you have my vote. You have my vote. I'm voting for you for president. Yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, how dare they go out and how dare, dare those motherfuckers out there that go out there and say like COVID COVID nineteen's a myth, a hoax, blah blah. blah. And you bet you're fucking wearing a mask, like right. You 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 have that belief, then you are not allowed to buy any sort of PPE. Agreed. Supplies. Absolutely. You're not allowed. Amen. Like, Mic drop. <laughs> seriously. You are not allowed to waste any more of these physicians, these doctors, these nurses time. Yeah. If you contract this virus when you did not do what you were supposed to, to help this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't deserve it. And I hate, I don't like to say you don't deserve it because <laughs> I, mean, you know, because I feel bad, you know, I don't, I don't want this to happen to anybody. Right. You know, I don't want even no matter how shitty of a person it is. I mean, there's a few exceptions out there, but I would never want to wish that upon that on anybody. But for God's sakes, none of us want to do this right now. But in order for this to resolve or at least get under some sort of control, like we need to be able to track this shit. And we haven't even gotten there yet. Right. Yeah. It's really it's exposing our selfishness as a nation yeah, and in a way that is very, very yeah, dirty. This whole thing has been a real test of compassion. It's, it's, and a lot of people out there are failing pretty fucking miserably. Right. You know? and, yeah. And, and it's hard to have compassion for people that, that are, that are so obviously not taking care of other people's feelings and their, their yeah. safety. Don't even get me started on that. Um, hopefully, you know, by the time the album comes out though, <laughs> We'll have some testing yeah. and things will get going. I have a really random yeah. question. So sure. I saw, I was, I was researching a couple interviews and I saw that you guys were talking about favorite snacks and that one of you guys had gotten, you guys hooked on like hard boiled eggs. Now I, oh, yeah, I travel me. in a van. Oh, it was you. So we have a rule, like you're not allowed to do like hard boiled eggs in the van. So I was wondering like, was that a joke or are you guys serious? Yeah. And do you love each other's farts? Oh, I'm like the most flatulent person in the band. Like that's our, you know what I mean? Like if I crack and open an egg or like a hard boiled egg, they'd be like, Lynn Fry, be like, it's an egg. They're like, oh, okay. Like there <laughs> doesn't fit. We all eat hard boiled eggs. Like we'll roll down the window, okay. you know, as a okay. Crazy. okay. But like, you know, we, I mean, I, I mean, I gotta have them. I gotta have them. We'll keep them in a cooler, like a hard cased cooler, oh you know, God. so it doesn't 
tried to smell too bad and so, but you know and, because, after, and after a few days yeah. obviously we toss them out if they're not eaten like yeah. we're not gonna hold them on for two yeah. weeks or anything like but that you but you guys are all doing the eggs so it's okay so it's like everyone's farts smell terrible everyone's on the eggs yeah. it's just oh, shocked yeah. me it really shocked me as someone who spends time in a van I'm like what you're all eating <laughs> eggs you're not even supposed to board yeah. an airplane if you're eating eggs um yeah you, we'll, we'll, we'll let him we'll let him go on the plane too <laughs> Um, I know we talked about some of the singles that came out because obviously they're the singles, but are there certain songs that personally are important to you besides the ones we mentioned or ones that you like have a surprising story about or were maybe a little bit more hard won to kind of nail down or finish or like maybe surprised you in the studio? Um, are you talking about on the new album? Yeah, yeah, new album. Um, I don't know. I, I'm... I really like all the songs, to be honest. I mean, it's so cheesy to say, but it's true. Um, you know, like Simple Girl, Simple Girl is such a like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, it's like, it's such a, and it, it's, it's such a, an anthem, yeah, you know, totally such an anthem. Like yeah. I could see a, a badass American Ninja Warrior woman. <laughs> what's her name? Jesse something badass <laughs> stunt woman coming out. Be like, bah, bah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's some, I mean, uh, you've heard the album. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, sing with me is, yeah. Is imagine. Oh, it's right. Imagine. Wow. Mm, that's deep. It's imagine. It's a different level of imagine. That's I mean, really to cool. me, that's really cool. Um, um, mainly because it's like the same, it's the same, same pace, same time signature. Yeah. And then it, it's the lyrics are supposed to be about togetherness, right. about to be like, you know, um, using your, your, your creative uh, creativity to be able to express yourself. Any sort yeah. of creativity is okay. And so this song is here, um, for, and it's, it's a, a simply a simple song, you know what I mean? Right. A very simple but an easy to remember kind of song. So I don't know. They're just, um, perpetual motion machine is yeah. such a, you know, um, can you explain a little bit more about the lyrics on that one? That one's a Jenny song. Okay. I would rather not speak on behalf of, a of someone else's That's song. Smart. I don't want to misinterpret. <laughs> smart. Okay. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Smart. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to misinterpret the song, but yeah. for, for the most part, from what I from what I gathered, from what I've heard, it's pretty much like, um, it's it's kind of like a you should rely on your own inner love instead of relying so much on outside love. Right. It's okay to accept outside love, but yeah. the most important one is the one that you give to yourself. Yeah. Did you guys struggle to get to this place? Like, did you guys have a hard time kind of getting to this place where, where you're kind of in this love cocoon or was this something that came really naturally? You know what I mean? Cause I, I keep hearing like oh. that love thing and I love, I think that's great. It's just, it's so cool that you guys are showing that side of yourself. It's almost like a more yeah. vulnerable side. Um, I think, like I said, it's, it, it's more driven that, that, um, that self love topic is more driven in Stacy and Jenny's songs. Okay. Like, you know, I, I, and I'm all on board with that. Yeah. It's just not something that you hate I yourself about. Huh? You hate yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> no self love for you. <laughs> yeah, no self love like the soup Nazi. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, I think, 
I mean, we tra- we've traveled together for so long, sure. you know, and so we see each other evolve throughout the years. Yeah. Um, I know that self-love has been a huge, a, like Stacy is in particular has been a huge advocate for, for self-love. Um, and so is Jenny, like, you know, they, but it t- they had to go through, put themselves through a journey to, I guess, to yeah. do that. I can't really s- speak on what, because I have no yeah. idea what it is. I'm not in their minds or right. what it took to ha- come to that realization. Um, but I'm, I think as a country, as a nation, we're all kind of at this place where like we were so pissed for so many years and so run ragged and stressed and anxiety yeah. and like worried and fighting for yeah. people and protesting. Well, it's like you kind of do need to at some point take stock of like where you're at, have some gratitude and try yeah. to like – I always say this is so cheesy. Speaking of cheesy, is like <laughs> I think <laughs> – this is really cheesy. But um, I feel like self-love and like – what do I, I don't even know what I say. I say I, um, self-empowerment, self-love, being a woman and playing music in general is a subversive act, like in general. And like loving on yourself and getting on stage and being like, no, I have some shit to say is subversive, is punk yeah. rock, super fucking punk rock. And people don't necessarily understand that just the act of doing it is like an act, a political yeah. act. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's it's good that you guys are kind of coming to this because I think as a nation, we're just having this moment where we need this self-care. Sounds super cheesy, but we do need it. And so I feel like yeah. that this album is going to resonate with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I wonder... I, I think ahead. so. I, especially like with... Um, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. It's super, um, a super easy question. Oh. I'll remember, it, I'll remember for later. Oh, you can ask me right now. Oh, I was just asking because I think it's a universal feeling and like your guys' music is huh. universally appreciated in the term that it's like fun and, and it's it's empowering and it's badass and it's, you know, kick-ass or whatever. Do you think a lot of like younger – have you been surprised that younger kids are like kind of picking up on it? Like the Gen Zers and stuff? Like are you getting young kind of girls and young kids yeah. like yeah. excited? Oh yeah. Like there's definitely, I think, uh, as time has gone on with, uh, more, I mean, there's still a lot of, uh, there's still a lot of oppression out there, but with, you know, especially, um, in like, like the LGBTQ community. And, um, I think that as time has gone on the acceptance that we have for the and support that we have for the LGBTQ community and has actually widely spread, you know, I mean, all of the allies of the LGBTQ community have helped. And it's not just us. I think all the, all the supporters out there have helped elevate this level of self-love and confidence. So that way those that feel that don't have a voice now feel like they have a voice and, aren't afraid to speak for it and aren't afraid to be themselves, aren't afraid to have, you know, something to say. Um, and, that's beautiful. Uh, that's really beautiful. It, well, it's, it's, you know, it, it wasn't like that not too long ago. I was ago. just going to say, remember a couple of years ago when we were all yeah. <laughs> like freaking out and, and yeah. all the people and were like, divided? Wrong, the only thing that I do have to say about the power of self-love and empowerment mm-hmm. and, um, positive thinking does reap with plenty of benefits, right? Um, what I do like to say is always erring on the side of caution, 
you can always have those positive that positive outlook, um, that level of confidence that you're pr- like the proud, you know, um, and self love that you have for yourself. All be proud of it, right? But don't let it hinder judgment. The power of like pos- positive thinking and everything like that. Like I feel like, and it's not with everybody. It's not with everybody, you know. But I feel like a lot of people use that as an excuse to be like, to kind of, <laughs> to neglect what, uh, reality, I guess. You to bypass, re- yeah. Yeah, bypass. To, to, you know, for example, um, people out there that, uh, that say that, you know, all I had to do was just, I, it changed, I changed my complete mindset. I was a positive thinker and my disease went away. Yeah, right. And it's like, okay, I understand it, it, it's helpful because you reduce stress, reducing stress is helpful, but there are people out there and, or, or using positive mental attitude as an excuse to say that, like, you know, you can choose to be happy. I don't agree with that statement. I do not agree with that statement because there are people out there that can't control it and it is not fair to them to tell them that their uncontrollable depression or uncontrollable sadness that they get or uncontrollable anxiety that they get is controllable, you know? Like mental illness is what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it is, is an excuse to say that these things don't exist. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand that. So I mean, mm-hmm. Mental health, I, think, I feel that like you said, Sorry, my cat is going apeshit in my apartment right now. Um, Mental health to me, and I'm going to say this strictly based on my opinion, is it's a very, very uh, big, like a a giant balloon, right? Giant balloon filled with different types of mental situations. Okay. I'm not going to say diseases. I'm not going to say illnesses. I'm talking about everything from people being overly happy and, you know, completely denying the fact that there are bad things happening. They're like, what are you talking about? Stop, right. stop thinking about all the negative. And I'm like, I get not killing yourself over, you know, not constantly driving yourself into like seeing every shitty thing that's on there and digging yourself into a rat, you know, a rabbit hole of all this terrible shit news that you're watching. Um, but we do need to bring awareness to things that are serious situations. Yeah. Right. So, um, or I don't know. This is I mean, this is, sense. I think it's, you're really <laughs> wrapping it up. It's good. I mean, this is a good place to wrap it up because you are, we're talking about self-love. We're talking about also like fighting for justice in the world and, and advocating and seeing the dark parts in the world, which is kind of like what the album's about. So it's like, you're really speaking to yeah. what the album's about in a way. Um, and like the fact that you guys have these different, you know, personalities in the band and perspectives Mm -hmm. are probably what makes you guys so fresh and, you know, gives you that hot take on, on the world and, and kind of brings all these good, you know, interesting thought provoking songs together. So this is all good. This is all good. Good. I really appreciate it. Like I said, it's just, um, that even though my songs come off very angry, they come from a very loving place. Sure. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. There's a positive aspect out of it. Absolutely. That's the love that it comes from. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to bring up or talk about uh, kind of before we wrap it up on the podcast side of things? I really appreciate you taking the time. I mean, this is one of the yeah. things that fell in my lap and I was like, hell yeah. I really gotta appreciate happen. you guys wanting, I uh, appreciate y'all wanting to, uh, to work with us and, you know, premiering our, our stuff. Like it's, thank you. Like being interested in being a fan of the, the band and that, you know, all our songs is, I, it's, it's, <laughs> Hopefully There's it brightens your day in quarantine. What's that? Hopefully it brightens your day in quarantine. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that keeps it going. You know, it's like when you hear stories of, um, you know, from fans that like, you know, they'll write to us and be like, this song helped me get through, you know, the worst abusive relationship I was ever in. You guys wow. like that, that is the reward. Wow. You know what I mean? That's amazing. That that's the kind of reward I, you know, that I look for, that I like to see. Um, so that being said, if anybody out there feels that they have something to say, say it. Don't be afraid to. Write it down. Write a song. Put it in a painting. Put it in a drawing. Say something, but don't be afraid to. Lynn, you're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> You're a beast. <laughs> I'm floating, shopping bells up. Somewhat romances on ice. Intense, hardly explainable. Won't you epitomize? Steady and significant. thousand lives I've been rich, been broke, been doped down and lazy, even been somebody's wife Yeah, I've hit the bottom and come back inciting an innovative world You say I look real cute so let's keep it civil I'll never be a simple girl
heard Simple Girl. I felt I feel like a total radio DJ. You just heard Simple Girl by Bad Cop. Bad Cop off of their forthcoming album The Ride coming out June 19th on Fat Records. Available for pre-order right now. Links are in the show notes or go to Fat Records website or Bad Cop Bad Cop's website. Um, we also heard Pursuit of Liberty at the top of the show. Um, do go check out Bad Cop Bad Cop. And if you get a chance to see him live, obviously do that. I have not done that yet. And that is huge on my to-do list if and when we ever get to have fun and go to shows again. Fingers crossed that does not become an extinct experience. I can't even go there, you guys. I cannot even go there. Um, I wanted to leave you guys on a fun note to give you a little sparkle to your step today, no matter what you're going through, what's happening in your life. Um, You know, we can still laugh. We can still smile. We can still hang out in our backyards and do dumb shit. Um, Case in point, our uh, silly cover of Susie is a Headbanger. Um, If you want to watch the music video, uh, you can get that at on YouTube, Haley and the Crushers. Um, Drunk Dial Records is the one that kind of... um, incited this madness. Um, Jordan from Drunk Dial Records out of Portland hit us up about um, his his compilation idea, um, uh, basically doing an entire compilation, a recording of the Ramones' Leave Home, uh, but obviously calling it Stay Home, very apt. And the last song left, um, a lot of songs had already been taken by bands like Hacken and Dark Thoughts and some of the dudes from Mean Jeans and a bunch of other cool bands. They'd all taken, you know, all the songs, including Commando, which would, be, which would have been a really fun one to do. And Susie's A Headbanger was the last one. And Reed and I were just like, let's surf this the fuck out. So we did. And uh, we recorded it in our kitchen. We sent the guitar, bass, and vocal tracks recorded in the kitchen uh, over to Gabe Ussery at Encapsulated Studios out in St. Louis. And he recorded the drum tracks for us and mixed it. And there you have it. The, we have a, a, a new cover. It's pretty dumb. It's pretty fun. Um, and here it is. 